Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. This is Cinemasters Podcast, episode 24. No, I am your father. Go ahead, make my day. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. What we've got here is failure to communicate. You can't handle the truth! My To episode 20 of the Cinemasters podcast. As always, I'm Daniel James. I'm Andrew Miller. And I'm Tyler Crouch. Yeah, Tyler's back because I don't know where everyone else Yay. went and it went well when he was here. So, unofficial, officially, standby first, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But he's here, and guy. it'll be good. Yeah, go-to guy. Go-to backup. I like, I like I that one. Good times, good times. All right, well, we're coming to you after the 4th with some very, very American movies. They're so 
America. Um, yeah, Marvel Cinemat or our Marvelous Summer Part Four. I think we're on now. We've yeah yeah that yeah. sounds right. Marvelous yeah. Summer Part Four, where we talk about the Punisher movies and the Ghost Rider movies. Oh boy! It'll be it'll be a blast. So, um, let's uh, let's start with some news. What kind of news have we heard since last time? Andrew, you're up. What's news uh, this week? Uh, the it's been kind of a quiet week, but the one that caught my eye was that uh, Steven Spielberg is developing a uh, new version of Grapes of Wrath. Uh, there's not a lot of details on it right now. He will be producing it. Apparently, he's not going to to direct it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's a big deal just because there really hasn't, I'm pretty sure the only actual film version was with Henry Fonda, uh, back in, oh God. A I few years even, ago, for sure. <laughs> a few years ago. I would say, I think the late thirties is when it came out. So a few um, decades ago. Yeah. I mean, it was that, that, and that is considered a masterpiece and I really don't think there's been any other one if they have they they were so minor that they were never thought of so for him to dip his toes into that is definitely i mean he doesn't tend to i i mean as a producer he tends to be more willy-nilly than as director so i'm curious if he'll really put his full weight behind this or not if he's really just in it for the oh he heard that somebody's gonna try to make a new movie might as well be me you know, I'm not really sure if his if he's his passions behind it, but it'll be interesting to see if they're gonna go for the traditional. You know, if they're really gonna do a by the book version of this, because again, it's a very dark. You know, it's a very dark novel filled with a lot of metaphorical. If you if if anyone's read it, it's very much every other chapter is basically just like nature, like almost poetry, like about the the environment and the world. It's not even really a story. So I wonder if that they'll they'll continue that sort of po- poetic aspect of the movie, but it, I mean it'll probably be a few years off, so it's not it'll, it'll be a while to learn more about it. Nice, I hadn't heard that one. Um, not sure I'm excited about it, but it it would be worth a watch, I'm sure. Cool, Tyler, what you got? Uh, it's all it's been a slowly too, but I, earlier today I saw a a. a article on movieweb.com uh, saying that uh, Ryan Reynolds says that the Deadpool movie that we've been waiting for forever is still alive and just constantly evolving into what they want it to be because everybody knows X-Men Origins, they destroyed, they, they just ruined the Deadpool character. I, I mean, honestly what they did, I was just like awful, you know? And it's like, that's not Deadpool but um, he says it's it's coming it's coming alive and it's gonna be that it's gonna get that R rated that humor that Deadpool has in all the comics and all that stuff. So I'm excited about that. I really like Ryan Reynolds a lot. Um, I kind of actually did like him in Green Lantern. I know a lot of people didn't, but I just personally like him as an actor. So I'm I'm still kind of excited, but there's no really timetable of uh, when it is gonna be coming, but it is coming. So. Marvel fans, Deadpool fans should be excited about that one. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure it'll be better than Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I, I also like Ryan Reynolds. I really don't care for the Deadpool character. The only stuff I really read of him is Mar- uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And and that's because one of my favorite authors wrote it. So, uh, Not a huge Deadpool fan, but I'll probably still see the movie because I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. That's a again. That's a hard movie to market because yeah, it really is. Because you you you're really you're really going to the niche comic book crowd. Like oh, this, sure. I mean, he's a giant asshole. That character, if not evil himself, and so it's very hard to to make a hero out of that. Well, he he is that anti-hero though. He he does do good things sometimes. He does really crappy things too. So yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it is very it is a very niche market. Um, and that's what they, that's what they said in the article too about that. So, but I just, I like him cause I always played him like with the Marvel legends and the, all those stuff, like on those games. And then, uh, what else was he in the Spider-Man games I played? I mean, I, I've always just liked the character itself cause he's just a smart ass, but he's, he's like a badass too. So. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. I, I like him. I, I'm not a big comic book guy. I, I'm aware of him. I just don't think he translates that little film. That's that. That's probably about the biggest issue I would have with it. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be, be great interesting. Support. Yeah, I think it'd be a great supporting character in someone else's movie if yeah. they didn't write. Right. And I think any nobody else but Ryan Reynolds would probably be able to pull it off because he's got that the charisma to about him. You know. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. good. Yeah, until the the later end of the movie, I thought he did a good job from what I understand of Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. My news is not about a movie that's coming out, rather one that is out and has been for over a year now. And that my news boils down to they're putting a Cabin in the Woods section of the park yeah. in Universal Studios Orlando. I did see that. I saw that, yeah. Which I really want to go to and would be super awesome. But well, I don't see that happening. It's not a section of the park. What it is is I've I've been to that to, to Universal Studios in Hollywood before. What they do is in Halloween, they have this one sort of haunted house walkthrough where you walk through gotcha. this large building and every every room is like based on a different it's like Frankenstein, Wolfman. So they're making a room out of that, which I I would imagine would be very fun to see. I mean I, I assume it's just I'm I'm hoping it's less the cabin and more the the giant windows and whatnot with oh, all yeah. the, 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 the blow part. Yeah. yeah, the merman. The merman. <laughs> yeah, you Mer- gotta have merman. the merman. Of course. Yeah. Merman. <laughs> Random Zoolander reference. I like yes. it. I had to get one in. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, let's uh, get into the the meat of the episode. The very, very stale, undercooked meat. <laughs> a little rotten. Uh, a little bit. Doesn't doesn't sit well in the stomach after eating it. Yeah. But yes. uh, let's let's start with the Punisher. Um. First off, did anyone watch the 1989 film? <laughs> I saw bits no. and pieces. I tried finding it online. I couldn't find it, like a good quality version. But when I was younger, when it was on television, I did get to witness a little bit of it. And yeah. meh. That's all I have to say. Meh. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt like looking at it. 
Uh, probably should have gone back to watch it, but I just I didn't really have the ability to after <laughs> watching the other two. We'll just, he didn't have the energy left. Yeah, yeah we'll just leave it at that. So we'll start with the 2004 version uh, starring Thomas Jane and directed by Jonathan Hensley. Um, yeah, the, the Punisher. It's about a guy whose family gets killed. And in this movie, it was his entire family because they were at a family reunion. And they, they all get killed, so he's all, like, angry and stuff. And then he goes and kills the people that killed his family yeah, it's it's this movie isn't really a Punisher movie as much as just a generic revenge movie with a guy named Frank Castle. Yeah, I agree. Um, they could have done a lot more. I mean, it would have been if they would have gone with a better sequel of what it, I think it would have been a decent enough origin story for him and the character. But I agree. I mean, just I didn't feel like he was punishing. He was more revenging. So, well, I mean, again, it was—it's a very—it was a very origin story thing. I yeah. mean, it was the origin story. I mean, it—it no, knowing what I know about the character, I kind of want—I want to see that story. Yeah. Where where he becomes that? Like I, I, one of the reasons I inherently beyond almost beyond the qualities of the movie inherently prefer this one to the uh, sequel is just because it feels more important. As impo- as like if I'm just seeing a movie with him punishing random people, I don't know. It, it is. I mean, the, the fact that he's killing the people who killed his family, as stereotypical as that is, and how as '80s as that is, at least implies more emotional resonance to his his motives, as opposed to just the very comic book booky idea of this guy running around punishing people. You know, he has more of a motive in that. But again, yeah, it's it's it's. I wouldn't even call it a comic book movie. It's really more just a, a movie that could have been from the '80s about anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, like I I liked it, but if if we would have had a better sequel with Thomas Jane instead of one we did get, then I think it would have been a better. I think it would, I think it would be it would resonate a lot with people better than what they got, you know. When they yeah. look back, when people look back on on it and say, "Oh well, didn't really get what I wanted out of it." I mean, I like for an origin story, it, but the Punisher. I mean, he's one of those characters. He doesn't really have that like crucial of a moment in his life. Yes, I mean, his family died, but I mean, that's kind of you've seen that before. You don't have that specific thing, you know. I mean, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, th- that's true. But again, th- again, uh, you know, as much as the Punisher fans might be disappointed just because they feel it's so generic, if, if as a movie studio, if you need to introduce this character as a property to the general public, you need to start with this story. Oh, like, absolutely. I feel like that, that's a requirement. Uh, yeah. If, if they hadn't done this and had just done the sequel, not that anyone cared about either of these movies, but, it, it, I mean, it would have even been – let me put it this way. There's a reason that online I had to – like looking at both of these movies, the original one, I have to try to pay $10 to buy it, whereas the new one I could buy for like $4. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
you know, one of them is more definitive, even though you might like the other one is more. Well, I'll get into it later. I would argue that the second one of the sequel is at least better. It's more well made. Though I prefer this one just because I feel that the story is more relevant. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, really, the biggest problem I have with this movie uh, that I can really point a finger at is that they they try to make it a little too lighthearted. Whereas, you know, this, this the Punisher has always been a super dark character. And the story itself is, is pretty, pretty heavy. Like... Having the uh, neighbors be kind of a little ridiculous, and the neighbors are actually from the comic, which is a, a plus, I suppose. But they d- really don't serve any purpose other than, hey, let's have some characters from the comics here to be over-the-top ridiculous uh, comic relief. Yeah. Which, yes, the movie does need some comic relief, but I think it th- the way it was handled just fails it doesn't actually work well i i disagree i think they do sir i think i i agree that it, it sometimes goes a little over the top but i think they do serve a purpose in that without them he just would have killed himself he would not have become the punisher his his throughout the movie now i don't think they hit this note as well as they could have but, but i do think they serve the purpose of this idea of you know they are these inherently good people and I think that their kindness to him by the end of the movie sort of makes him think like, oh, so this is what I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be this guy who just mopes around or ends up just getting revenge and killing himself. My job is to punish the people who punish these innocent people like in this apartment. So I feel like they did serve that purpose. And, and by turning him into the – because at the end of the movie, he's about to kill himself. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, the Re- Rebecca Roman – again, I'm not saying it does this that well. It could definitely have handled it better, but I think it does it well enough that it hits its point. And Rebecca remains says, "What are you gonna do? You just go? You just gonna die? Like you? You don't have to kill? Like that's not what this is. That's not what life is." And then you know he thinks back to his wife, and he you know seeing these these friends who have been nice to him, he really think he he sort of comes to the understanding like, okay, I might not be able to have a good life anymore. I'm dead, but at least I can help all these other people who are good because life is. You know, there are good people. Because otherwise, I feel like he's really living in a world where he just feels like everything's horrible, as he should. Yeah, I I totally agree with that now that you say that. Uh, but, yeah, they, it definitely could have been done better. But they do actually serve that better. purpose. Yeah. There are a couple, there are a couple, like, I, I, kind of, I really like them, and I kind of, and there are other parts that don't work. Like, I think the, the torture part totally worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole scene because he's so innocent that it plays almost that much more horrifically than yeah. he's almost a sort of mentally challenged, very innocent person. So it, it's almost the corniness is almost worth it for that payoff. Uh, and Romaine tends to be fairly down to earth, and I'm I'm impressed that they didn't actually have any romance. That's a hard thing. That's like true. they easily could have made they easily could have made her a, a romantic person but they did they don't play that card it's it's hinted at but they, at the end they don't play it and i was very impressed by that, that they didn't feel the need to do that and that's actually probably one of the biggest strengths of the movie is not trying to overburden it with another love story since right. it's about him not having love and that's kind of absolutely the point. that's one of my biggest problems with uh, dark knight rises 
mm-hmm. is that uh, he ends up with he ends up with a woman who he's barely known for a couple days, and it sort of to me demotes Rachel Dawes in its own way. Yeah, and so it, yeah, not to go just... into that movie, but I, I agree that you. I think that it's good, it's very important that this Frank Castle will not do anything. He loves his wife. That's it. Yeah, end of story. That's, I that's, think we should yeah. do an episode of love stories that shouldn't exist in the movies because not every movie needs a love story. That's true. That is very true. So I I think that's going to be an episode in the future. I think, I think if there's a love story, it needs the idea of love has to be a plot point. And I think if it is, then it, then it works. Like the love story in Spider-Man is very important because it's oh, a yeah. very much oh, yeah. a plot point and it deals with the theme. And a love story like in The Dark Knight is very important because it allows something for the it allows this idea of goodness that the Joker is allowed to break. So I feel like as long as the idea of love itself is thematically relevant in the story, then it's absolutely necessary. But yeah, in a movie like this, it would not be if they like if they were to have a little romantic relationship. Cool. So also, uh, I want to uh, again. This is probably my favorite of the four. Again not a big fan but i actually do i would if i was to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down i would actually give this a thumbs up i give it about a b minus i'm actually fairly generous on this movie i think it was actually pretty good i thought it was pretty for someone who did not know the punisher it gave me a fairly well-rounded understanding of him without making it feel goofy again it's very much of an 80s ilk um my my biggest problem with it was probably the music the music to me was just incredibly overbearing <laughs> and yeah. really stole that 80s-ness to it. Um, but again, I'm a kind of a fan of those kinds of very straightforward revenge movies that are just no meat on, like, it's just all, or that's all right. It's just very straightforward. There's no, there's no fat. So I, I thought it was fairly well done. And I think the most important thing it does for me is that you really want these fuckers dead. That mm-hmm. was, at least that's how I felt. Again, it, I, I this is the second time I've seen it. I definitely liked it more the first time when I had no idea what was happening. I was like, holy shit, they just murdered, like, like I, when I was younger and I saw this, I think I was like 17, and I was like, oh my God, they just like slaughtered his entire family and ran them over in a fairly brutal scene. So it hit me a little less hard, but still you very much want them to die. And that's a very important in a revenge movie where you get, you know, you want, you want to be in the character's head. In the sequel, I don't really get, I want to see them die spectacularly just because I like action. It's like, ooh, this movie's really violent and I want to see them die violent. In this first one, I really want to see them suffer. Like, they're bad people who've done horrible things. And I want, when, when he eventually, like, rings up John Travolta and says, like, I made you kill your wife, I made you kill your best friend, I'm like, yes, that's yep. exactly what I want. So I think they, they hit that note pretty well. And that's the most important note, I think, to hit. And I, I, I'm i a big fan of Thomas Jane. Uh, I don't know if anyone's watched Hung, but he was very good in that. Great show. Uh, I think he's a, a fairly underrated. Uh, I love The Mist. I think it's an incredibly underrated movie. I thought he was very good in that. Uh, and I think he, again, he, he, he again he's playing a very 80s-style character. Uh, after, I would say, the first 30 minutes, he very much goes into, like, mumble mode. Mm-hmm. That he maybe hits a little too hard, but overall, I'd say he fits the character fairly well, and I would argue that he has perhaps more of a screen presence than the the guy in the other one. 
I kind of prefer Jane, though I will say that the guy in the second one is probably closer to what the actual character is. But overall, again, I, I'd, I'd probably give it around a B minus, and I would uh, generally I'd recommend it for a quick watch for a rental. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's it's surrounded by a, a great cast. Um, I mean, all those people are good actors. I mean, they have good roles. You know, race um, and Thomas Shane, I loved him in Hung. Um, Rebecca Romaine, as we all know, is Mystique and all that um, from the X Men film. And then Ben Foster, the I mean, he's a good actor in some of the, in a lot of the movies that I've seen. He didn't. Oh really yeah, do he's, the, phenomenal. He didn't, he's phenomenal. He didn't, he didn't do the greatest job in this movie, but I mean, that was just his character. But I mean, I like just like I I enjoyed the cast, and I like John Travolta too. Um, I thought he did a good villain, uh, just the way he. Because you you knew he was a bad guy, you know you know it was John Travolta, and he's always usually kind of the good guy and like the lovable guy. Like you knew he gave that, and you did not want to like this guy. You, yeah, you wanted you wanted to hate him. He's surprisingly good in this. For mm-hmm. I, for I would argue as this bad guy, there are a couple other movies I can't name off the top of my head that he's been a bad guy in that just did not Face work off. whatsoever. Oh, well, no, Face Off. He did. That Face Off been, was pretty face, good. Yeah. Face Off, no, he did really good in that. Face Off was good, um, and Broken Arrow was pretty good. In the in the later years, uh, I forgot what it is. There's one about like an army tribunal, and then there's another one. But, um, um, yeah, rules of Engagement? Or, yeah, something like I that. Think so, yeah. And then From Russia was something or other he did. Or from I Paris. Like that but, movie. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I, I don't like think that I one. Really seen it. But, again, it's he's very restrained here, thankfully. Is John Travolta can play big. Also, the biggest uh, plus I can also give to this movie, now having looked at Wikipedia, what his actual origin story is, I much prefer this massacre to the one in the comics. So the one in the comics is very much just, <laughs> it's very circumstantial. He's, Castle is on a pink, is at a picnic with his wife and son in Central Park, and they happen to wis- witness a hanging from some mafia people and the mafia are like, Oh, they saw this hanging. We got to kill them. And then they kill them. And it's very, it's very much seems to me like a sort of throw. It seems to me the comic artists were like, well, we need his family to die. How do we do it? Well, well, screw it. <laughs> Whereas in, in this, there's at least the idea of family and he, you know, he kills his son then he kills his own family. It just felt more resonant to me. It actually made more sense than what the comic book world was. Yeah, the twist of uh, him causing the uh, son's death is, is pretty cool. I, even though he really didn't, it was kind of the kid's fault because he was an idiot. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was um, I mean, that that's how it would have transpired. You know, a mobster's right. son gets killed and some guy faked his own death at the same time. Hmm, that sounds suspicious. So, yeah, he, he's going to go kill his family and i like that it was the uh saint's wife who was like kill his family yes i agree with that also i think that's a very important beat where she's like no kill all of that i like that a lot because then you know having saint kill his wife actually has some meaning to it right yeah surprisingly well done film uh doesn't do a whole lot wrong it just has a lot of room for improvement right yeah, I'd say it, hit, it hits its marks well, but not spectacularly. It could have been much. I think one of the problems is the director is very bland. A lot of the direct, a, a lot of the, the the shots and the 
and, and from what I read, they, their budget was cut. And if you look, this was made in 04. I mean, it's very bad. Like from a from a cinematography standpoint, it's very bland, and the actual like color is very ugly. Yeah, like, the grain of the film is just very not. Whatever they shot on, it was not the best camera. <laughs> Let's just say that. As opposed to the, the sequel, which is beautifully shot and has like a beautiful camera. Again, this is much more recently. A beautiful bad film. Clearly, clearly, there's a difference in, in the camera used, whatever they were using. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that too as well. Um, I agree with that. So. Uh, we forgot to mention probably the best acting or best performance in the film, and that would be Kevin Nash as the Russian. <laughs> yes, that's a great scene. It, uh, it, I really like how they edited that with uh, the comic relief people over there dancing, and then yes. you know Castle just getting his ass kicked by the Russian. Yeah, yeah that's clearly the set piece of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's one of the only scenes that really starts skewing into comic book land, but it doesn't go that far that I feel taken out of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, well, it's the big, the big fucking Russian. They exist. They're big fucking Russians. Yeah, his costume and everything. He's got, he's got a what he's wearing. It's it's exactly what you would see in a comic, you know. Right. That, yeah, for sure. But it's still hard boiled enough that it doesn't oh, take yeah. it out of the realistic aspects of of the world. That guy was freaking huge and. He's gonna beat the shit out of Frank. Yeah. Yep. What you did. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else on Punisher before we move on? Uh, I, I liked it. I love it. I, I mean, it was one of the first movies I ever bought on iTunes when it, when I got my iPhone. That's funny. I just, <laughs> I did the exact same thing. It, I hadn't was, seen it. I bought it on iTunes. One of the yeah. first movies. Yeah. Well, it was it was right after it came out, pretty much on DVD or something. I and I was just. It was before a football game. I was like, I really want to buy this movie. And so I did. I was like, okay. And I, I usually watched it before some games. But, um, no, I really, I've out of, out of the four movies we're going to talk about today, I personally prefer this one the most. Yeah. Just because I like Thomas Jane a lot. Um, the story, I mean, it was a good origin story for what the Punisher was. Um, and like Dan, Daniel said, I like the massacre part that it, all that i mean it actually gave you an, a standpoint of how big of a deal it was you know not just they witnessed something you know yeah so are you are you with us on the uh, we do have a do we have a consensus here daniel is this your favorite of the four uh i can agree that it's probably the most well done um and we'll we'll get to why it's not exactly my favorite okay but yeah it, it's definitely the the best made least flawed, all around. Maybe. Yeah, least yeah, flawed yeah. is a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, Fair let's enough. let's continue chronologically and go with uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, Nicolas Cage. And that is the perfect summary of this movie. <laughs> Pretty much. It's funny to me that this movie came out in '07. So a year later, Iron Man and Dark Knight came out. Think yeah. of the dichotomy of that. Jesus that Christ. Is, that like, is actually kind of fantastic. I mean, it's night and day. Like, like, dear God, is that crazy to me? 
that, that was it. Again, though, I, I looked at Wikipedia. This movie, this Ghost Rider movie, had been in the works for years, like since '01, like a while. Like surprisingly, it was not just brought up. Like, ooh, we like Marvel now. Let's do Marvel. Like they've actually <laughs> been thinking about this. Johnny Depp was attached apparently very in the early 2000s. Surprisingly to me that this was actually a property that people wanted to work on, but apparently they did. Uh, yeah, and then it, I think the it had been started. It started filming in like mid 2005, and then it ended in 06, and it got pushed back, and then pushed back again to February 07. I think it's when it came out. Yeah, something along those lines. Directed and written by the guy who did Daredevil. The, that Artur. <laughs> Mark something. Mark Steven Johnson, I think his name is. Yep. Oh, man. It's, How do we it's, start this? <laughs> I don't Nick know. Nick Cage. That's all. That's all we need to say. Nick Cage. Yeah. Nick I'll, Cage. I'll preface it by saying that this is my worst of the four. I don't know if anyone else agrees with that, but this is personally my worst. Um, I would say it's tied for the worst. I, I came in it. expecting that it was going to be the worst, and so while I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this isn't actually all that awful. Well, I, I mean, if you, yeah. Look, look in the sequel, I like, I mean, looking uh, watching the sequel, I mean, honestly, I kind of like the sequel a little better than this one. To be As honest, do I. To, to complete, be completely honest, but we'll get to that, though. The but very I mean, small measure, though. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like a difference between a, like a D plus and like a C or a C minus well, and a C. But for, for all, I mean, l l let's just realize that Nick Cage has done a lot of movies. I mean, a lot. He's been different, every which character you could ever possibly imagine, you know? Um, I mean, he has been in some really, really good films. Uh, he's been in some really, really, really bad films. But, Which I mean, is going to happen if you're in as many films as he's in. Oh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. And honestly, like, the way I see it is Ghost Rider, I, I, was, I, I didn't know how to take it to see him on screen, you know, Ghost Rider, because he's just this guy with his head on fire all the time, you know, just riding this hell on wheels. But, I mean, for, I think for what they were given and what they were, I thought it was a decent film. I thought just with with the character, I think they probably could have got a different person to play it. But all in all, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I definitely didn't love it. It's definitely not one of my favorite Marvel movies, but but it's under the Marvel Knights, right? Marvel Knights banner or no, that before, I think this before, one is before still under Marvel. Just, I think, just Marvel. OK, I think Knight starts with um, War, uh, Warzone, 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 and then yeah. Spirit of Vengeance. Yes. Okay. So this was under the Marvel hat. I think A Avi Arad produced it. I believe. I think he's still he's involved with it. Yep. So this is this is Marvel Prime. This is or whatever the term would be. The big, the big show, big league. This big is league the big Marvel. league Marvel. Big yeah. league Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. I think I think the kid in the beginning could have been a better Johnny Blaze in general. Like if, if he would have had that kid a little older and then yeah. played himself younger, you know what I mean? The, mm -hmm. Like the younger Johnny Blaze, I think that would have been a better actor for the part. That's exactly what my girlfriend said when we flashed from him to Nicholas yes. Cage. She's just like, why didn't we just keep him? Like, 
and that it's a good point like having an unknown that's a little younger you know he he easily could have done the job uh, it who knows if it would have been as good but or as bad depending on how you look at it i, I mean i i just i would have liked it a lot better if that guy I, had done it but i i hate to nitpick on on a small thing like that but it really affected my not that but what i'm about to say but it really affected my viewing of the movie beyond other things is that i just felt like nick cage just looked too old mm-hmm. he just he just seemed way too old to me especially against eva mendes like you're telling me that these people were the same age <laughs> like yeah like I, I don't usually bitch about that kind of stuff but in in this it was so obvious that it oh. really made me how old is nick cage <laughs> in this one uh it's hard to say let's see what's imdb really quick i don't see know he is he definitely looks like it's very clearly a wig. Let me just say one of the worst wigs I've ever seen. <laughs> we'll say that much. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of this character either. Ghost Rider is. Yep. Eh. I mean, is I like the demonic kind of stuff. It, it's usually, if it's written well, it can be very very cool, um, but. It can also run flat very quickly and easily. Uh, I like... There's a lot of things I do like about this movie. Uh, Biggest is probably Sam Elliott, or as I like to call him, Mr. Exposition, because that's the entire role he plays is, oh, hey, um, I, I need to do something. Like, there's one part where he even goes just to see the character... And just just like ask him one question, and then he goes back and starts fighting the uh, Mephistopheles' henchman or something. No, Blackheart. That's the guy's name. And I do like Sam Elliott as an actor in general too. I mean, he always he has that presence yeah. on on screen that you just you enjoy you enjoy seeing him. He's kind of, he's got that old western feel to him that you want to. It's just that I don't know. It's hard to explain. But I'm pretty sure you know what I'm trying to talk. What I'm trying to say It's just like you like you enjoy him, whatever character he does play, because he's just he's got that sense to him that's just like, hey, I like this guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't even yeah. like pinpoint anything about this movie. Uh, the the story's okay. I mean. Obviously, how he gets his powers is kind of interesting, where he sells his soul to the devil to save his dad's life or cure him of cancer, and then his dad dies in an accident because he's a stuntman and failed. Probably caused by Mephistopheles, but, um, or Mephisto, whatever, however you want to call him. Yeah, I, I, it just, it's just such a bland movie to me. Like it, it, it seemed to me like clearly nobody who made this movie gives a shit about Ghost Rider. <laughs> you know, you know when you see a movie like that, where it's clearly like they're just putting the they're just doing a patchwork. It, it's a they, paycheck, yeah. Um, it's a and, paycheck, yeah. Yeah, you, you can definitely feel that. Um, I, I'm trying to defend it, but I can't come up with the words. <laughs> it's fantastic. well, again, it, like talked about with, with in terms of Raimi's Spider-Man, I think it's important 
any movie really, but especially a comic book movie, that you have a specific tone to your movie. Mm. Like we're, we're, we're like from music to the style of the acting to everything where we're like, if you picture the movie, if, if somebody says the name of the movie or TV show or whatnot, it, you literally can project the mood inside your mind remembering how it is. You know what I mean? You can feel that mood. Like, oh, this is what the movie feels like. There's nothing, this movie doesn't feel like anything. It feels like a mixture of shit that was put together. Like just sort of a general, you know, like I said, a patchwork. It's very much just this bland, let's make a Ghost Rider movie. And again, one of the biggest problems I had was I didn't understand what what the hell the danger was with these demons. What the, There was some soul thing and they had to get the soul. I Whatever. I don't know. I didn't understand what the threat was. They never really explained to me the actual threat of that. That that well, it was very ex, like expositiony, like you said by Sam Elliott. And then also, I never understood. Like one of the big points is that he leaves home, and he like is constantly going on these 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 stunts, but he never. He says to Eva Mendes when he left, he's like, I had to leave because I couldn't let the I was scared that I would danger you with the rider. Why? You haven't turned into the rider at all. You don't know any about that yet. Why? <laughs> like, what's that about? You, there's nothing to be scared of. I don't, so I didn't get that at all. Yeah, and it seemed to me like uh, Mephisto was like, you must forget your family and that he actually forgot about his family and his friends. And so... You know, when he's riding his motorcycle out of town and he looks over and sees her standing under the tree, It to me it was like, he doesn't know who this is. And <laughs> so he drives off. Not like, oh, he oh, meaningfully really? left her. Oh, no, I don't get that at all. The, I got that, that he looked at her and he was like... I, I think I just like missed a couple lines of dialogue or something or just caught one that just sat weird in my head and so yeah. I saw that and then like he recognizes her later so that I mean that's clearly not what happened it just it wasn't portrayed well for me right because he says later he's like I had to leave because I didn't want to endanger you it's like uh of what you don't yeah. even know what the danger is what are you talking about so yeah that was again that the things like that is not well thought out an extremely bland villain who could have come from any demonic movie ever? Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I think Wes Bentley did a fairly decent yeah. job as him. Yes, with what he had to work with, he did a good job. Yeah. Um, and you know the romantic subplot just did not work at all for me. Their chemistry was terrible. In well, my mind. in what world would Eva Mendes fall for? Or be <laughs> stupid enough to go out with Johnny Blaze, played by Nicolas Cage. Like, <laughs> the, there's no world in my head where Nicolas Cage could score Eva Mendes. Yeah, yeah, that that world, the world does not exist. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I was actually for the about the first thirty minutes of the movie, I was actually like, you know what, this isn't that horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't that. But then by the end of it, and the whole like the with the soul, more of the soul shit, and the Eva Mendes legend, I was like, oh yeah, now I remember why this is bad. Some of the early stuff with him just being a stunt driver, I was like, okay, it's kind of amusing. Eh, I was okay with it. I was buying into it enough. Uh, you had Donald Logue as his, you know, sidekick of sorts. Like, Johnny, what you doing? You know, at yeah. least that had a bit of a color to it. As his conscience. 
yeah, that that was I was a little more at least amused by that, but yeah. The rest of it, yeah, it's just a hodgepodge of mess from people who don't really give a shit. As much as Nicolas Cage really loves that character, he does. I believe him, because he's crazy. But yeah, though I will point out that comparatively, watching I think I watched this directly after I watched I watched all four like late last night, like nice. into the morning, back to back to back to back. Um, and watching this right after watching. Vengeance. I watched Vengeance first. This is like very mild Nick Cage, like performance mm-hmm. one. This is tempered down, like this is like Nick Cage on like twenty sevenatives compared to Nick Cage in Spirit of Vengeance. Oh yes, absolutely. Unleashed. I well, think I, to I, this movie's credit. Yeah, I, I think like that kind of kind of opened up the the character more because he had to live with it longer with the actual the ghost the writer himself in the spirit of vengeance you know at this at that point yeah. where that movie was he was having to deal with him because and keeping him in you know so yeah. i mean I, that's why i i agree with you it was more ghost rider was more mild mannered johnny blaze and spirit of vengeance is like nut psycho Johnny Blaze. The writer has driven him nuts over the last eight years. Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that was never really touched upon in this movie. And even in the sequel, how did it drive him nuts? I guess like they did, like they sort of talk about it, but not really. I guess it just drives him nuts because he's a fucking demon and that'll drive anyone nuts. But like a big part of this movie and the second movie is like, it's a curse. It's a curse. I have to get rid of the curse. And in the second one, they at least touch on that. Like, you could see that he's in this immense pain, and he seems to, like, pop into this. Like, if he's ever near anyone slightly bad, he just, like, turns into this fucking thing. So at least that was touched upon. Whereas in the first one, I'm like, this seems fucking awesome. I don't know why, like, this would be considered a a pain at all. I see no downside to any of this. Well, transformation doesn't look so fun. He's like laughing when he's doing it. I know, but then, well, it, I guess in Spirit of Vengeance, it, it looks more excruciating. Yeah. Than it did in the first one. All I care, all I would care about is a freaking uh, flame chain on fire and a badass bike. Yeah, that, or jumping tight. onto like a, a dump truck and making that thing badass and burning and shit. Yeah, I will say inherently he is an awesome character. Like from not in terms of character development or any of that, he's just badass looking. Yeah, it, like, it's I'll, just, I'll give him that. As it's, a it's, it's very cool idea. Right when I first saw this announced, I remember I remember going to see the movie and being like, "That it's a just a way bunch of meh." Whereas I like it even less now, but. I remember when I first saw the preview, I'm like, that, because I didn't know who the fuck Ghost Rider was. I'm like, that's pretty awesome. He's a flame on fire. Like, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, and I, and I agree. Like, whenever, because I was a big fan of the Spider-Man, uh, the animated Spider-Man show. Um, and Ghost Rider, yeah, Ghost Rider made some appearances, and as well did the Punisher, too. Right, right. So, I mean, it's kind of like, it was, it was nice to see it. Tra- uh, transcend to the screen, or is that the right word? Yeah. But like, like it, he was cool. Looking. He was a he was a pretty sweet character to, to look at, in general. 
I will say the one thing that I would say that this movie did better in terms of Ghost Rider himself than the second one, because I pretty much like everything that the second one did in terms of Ghost Rider's powers, I tend to prefer to this one a lot. But the one thing that this movie did that I will say is I like the little bits where he goes inside the people's souls and then their eyes are burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the second one, he does stuff like that. But he just kind of stares at them for a couple minutes. And then yeah. the guy's like, oh, oh, and you never see anything happen. So it's like, okay. But in this, you actually see him like, do you see the person die? Like you see them, their eyes turn to ash and they're, they're like demons. Kind of. So that was kind of neat. I like that touch. That was a nice little touch. Yeah. And, and then the second one, they're just like, uh, let's yeah. not actually make this a sequel. Because at the end of the first one, Mephisto's like, hey, you held up your end of the bargain. Now I'll ha- and hold up mine so you can stop being ghostwritten. And he's all like, right. but I, I want to keep it. Let, let me have right. it. Yeah. And then the entire second movie is, how I do I get it. rid of this curse? Yep. Which the only argument for that, saying that it's not an awful choice, is that it's eight years later. Yeah. That's so, the only way that, that that decision is somewhat saved, yeah. Again, yeah. And, and then, like, in the second one, he's, like, eating their souls and not, like, just absorbing them and making them... I, I don't know. It's never really explained in the oh, first yeah. one, but it's just, like, it's they're trying to explain it in the second one, and it, it doesn't work for me. And also, as... In regards to the sequel of this and Punisher, and this is you know, they connect to the, and this is in connection with the original two is that, and this is important in any movie, no matter how good it is, it will not feel that no matter how well made a movie is, it will not feel that good to you. If it does not feel definitive, you know what I mean? It feels like you're watching a story that needs to be fucking told by inherently doing these sequels that pretty much rewrite the first one. They even even with the first ones are bad. They are basically saying this is not a definitive story, at least to me. So it, it very much, you know, whenever you do a sequel like this, same thing with Incredible Hulk. It, when it turns to recasting and redoing it, it, because of this retconning and this sort of like, oh, the other one you saw it that never happened. It makes it almost immediately feel like, well, apparently this whole story doesn't mean anything now. Now does it? That's yeah. kind of how I feel about these kinds of movies. Yeah, it just more, it makes it feel pointless. Yeah, less, less of a sequel, but more of like a a reboot. Right, yeah. it's more of a reboot. It's more of a it's more of a re actually not, I wouldn't say a reboot, but like a redo. A retconning, if you will. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it still has it has the feel of, of a sequel, but it's more of a reboot, which I feel like Spirit of Vengeance was. Right, but then that it becomes such a mess that it just doesn't feel, like I said, it does not feel important to me as much. It doesn't feel like this is a story that is supposed to exist through 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 time. I know that sounds very big and, and stupid, but it does. I mean, when you see a good movie or a good story, you feel like this story is a story. This story is big, and it is, and it exists in my mind now as something that, you know, when you're really turned into a movie or TV show – the story itself becomes more than the movie than the actual frames. It's like this story and what happened exists in my head as a memory almost. Whereas when you do these with this little movies that are like 
sort of reboots and sort of not. It just becomes like, well, this is nothing. This is just some sort of people trying to tell some fucking story about some guy. It's not definitive anymore. Kind of, it's kind of like what they're doing with well, the Wolverine. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, it definitely. Would, would, you, would you would you consider that like a re, a reboot sequel? Kind of. I mean, absolutely. We, that I mean, one's weird because it, it's technically taking place after the X Men trilogy. Yeah, so. and, and, and like, and honestly, like X Men Origins, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. But I think we could have done without it, in general, because we all—I mean, a lot of people know what how Wolverine came about. You know, I mean, it's kind of pretty much well widely yeah. known, I would assume. And it, it, it's yeah, sorry. And so, no, no, you're, and and so since we have since we have the whole X Men trilogy which he's a key vocal point in that trilogy, to go back and do an origin story, I felt was stupid. Because, I mean... There's definitely a point to be made for that, yeah. I, I mean, because no you, you you've already had this character for three movies, and you and you pretty much you freaking find out what happens to him in X2. I mean, yep. the, um, the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever happens. So why revisit that and bring all these people in and just kind of... Meh, you know. Now, yeah. if they if they would have never done X Men Origins and came out straight with the Wolverine that's coming up, which looks freaking awesome to me, honestly, I'm excited about it. Then I would not have any problems with any of the Wolverines ever. You know, I would because I like Hugh Jackman. He's a great, he's a fantastic actor, and the Wolverine and Wolverine, he's a great character because he's on a mission. He does to find out his past. But he's also kind of just like, he's got that heart. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's 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 a hero, but sometimes he's an anti-hero. And some yeah. So. Yeah. The, again, with origins and the new one, to me the problem is this: it is no longer when you're watching these movies, it does not feel like you're watching the story of Wolverine. You're watching a story of Wolverine. And that's yeah. a big difference. Which, it, this is not the story of his life. This is a story that happens in his life, and it makes it inherently feel more inconsequential. Well, no, I, I, I tend to disagree with that because, you know, I, I want to see these stories in Wolverine's life. I mean, it's kind of like you're seeing, you're reading, when you read a comic book, you have different storylines, and, you're, you're, and you know you're already established who Wolverine is, and you're watching these movies, and you're seeing, hey, I want to see what other things he's gone through, what what's going to happen next, you know? Not necessarily a definitive Wolverine story. You, you, you kind of want to see what happens next, you know? Yeah, I understand the, 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 the fact that that story can turn out well and that you inherently as a fan of Wolverine want to see that story. What I'm saying is that inherently it will never stand up to a de facto X-Men story like the like the first two. It just can't, in my yeah, mind. Just no, because I, it inherently does not feel like the story. It feels like a story. And I think that's important. No matter how well the Wolverine can come out and be amazing. It would be the perfect story about Wolverine. And yet, to me, it still would not feel definitive. And so I would never, as well as it would be, it would never really bury itself into my mind as this, this great story. Personally, that's just me. Are, are you are you saying are you saying like with the first two X Men, you're saying that yes. story? Or are you saying okay? Well, I mean, yeah. I agree with that, but I feel like 
this it's, it'll be its own. Like the X Men, it's the X Men. You have all those mutants together. We, and it's we just, should no no offense. We should skew this back towards the movies we were talking. Yeah, about. I agree. I agree. We'll we got, resume we this discussion in a few weeks when we get to the X Men yeah. movies. But yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like we've pretty much discussed Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance as well as yeah. Ghost Rider. Do you guys yep. have anything else to say on either of those? Uh, no. <laughs> I just like the big freaking monster truck thing again turned into a, a demon ride. Yeah, pretty. That, that, that was pretty cool. I mean, and I did, I did like Spirit of Vengeance, and I mean, it was the, the it was the people who did Crank, which I like those films, and you could tell it was their that type of movie with a lot of the up close shots, kind of going looked like it was going on there on adrenaline, you know those typical shots which i liked but if i had to choose one i'd pick spirit of vengeance over ghost rider yeah i'm the other way i might be crazy for it but i i i don't know i i feel like ghost rider had a reason to exist and spirit of vengeance just was like yeah we're not gonna care at all about anything at all that was presented in the first movie and just completely redo it and that kind of killed it for me well let me ask you this what if spirit of vengeance came out what if what if the spirit of vengeance storyline was for the origin like they had a little origin story but then they went into that storyline i mean for the first movie story-wise it was okay i don't it just it was it didn't really stand out to me I mean, there were moments of it that are definitely great, like him being an incarnation of the angel or whatever. That, that That's pretty cool. And, you know, the whole heaven versus hell aspect being more prominent would be great. But, I, yeah, I, I mean, good movie. Not great movie, but it, it has uh, definitely some quality to it. Both of them do. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I just I steer it's towards it's hard the first to talk, one. It's hard. It's hard to talk really, really good about these movies, honestly. Yeah. You know, we we can be honest. It's 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 a little rough because these this is not the greatest Marvel movies that are out. I think that's putting it very very lightly. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to be a little nice here. You know, just I mean. You're not listening to us. <laughs> you never know. Hey, Marvel, make some more movies. Ant Man. Speed, speed roll that one. The only reason I like this slightly, and again, like I said, this is like the difference between like a, a D plus and a C minus between these movies. The only reason I like the second one slightly better, and again, this is almost going against the argument I just made, but that's only because these movies are both so bad and the arguments are thrown out the window anyway, is that this one at least is trying to... Like the, these people might be wrong, these filmmakers, but at least they're trying to put their own spin on it. Like there's a very distinctive style to it, even if it's necessarily bad. At least it's trying. Like these these fuckers, these never. I love Crank. I, I love Crank. Crank two a little less. I I I can be convinced, but I love Crank. Uh, and you can tell in this movie that it, that even if it's not very good and not very well done. At least these directors are really trying to do their darndest. I felt like they at least cared about it more. Like, I mean, this this movie is very odd. It's a very odd movie. It has very, you know, different tonal shifts between this flat-out funny and then just very weird and strange. 
you know, things like him peeing. I mean, if, if you want to learn anything about the movie, just listen to the delivery of everyone. Like, every single person's, every single actor's delivery in this movie is, like, slightly askew to the point where it doesn't sound realistic at all. Like, it's very heightened. And like I said earlier, look at Nicolas Cage in this movie compared to, like, this is like Nicolas Cage on a bender. Like, that's, like, what he is in this movie. He's going batshit crazy. Like, especially, like, the the scene I point out is the one where he is, uh, was it a church? And he goes up and he throws the guy against the wall, and he's just starting to change. Does anyone remember that scene? Yes. A little bit. And the, and the guy's watching him transform, and he, the guy's, like, kind of, freaking out like, right yeah he's like pull he's like choking his neck and he's like you don't want me to do this man he's like don't yeah. do this man man and he's just go he's like just overacting like a like crazy <laughs> it's 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 wild a lot i mean it they it, i'll give it to the to the maker filmmakers they definitely wanted to crank this fucker up to 10 yeah yeah this movie Maybe actually they wanted 11. to go to 11 oh Maybe even boom 11. Yeah, there hey. you go. Yes. Yes, uh, sir. That's what I like. Yeah, it, it, it did go to 11, and it didn't work for me. I'm not oh, no, saying it, it was yeah, a bad I choice. I I just, it didn't work. I it, agree. Not for Ghost Rider, no. No, um, no, I, I agree. So, yeah, I don't know. I I lean slightly towards Ghost Rider. Uh, Spirit of Vengeance is, it looked far better when it was coming out like the previews and stuff made it look way cooler than ghost rider ever did. And I think yeah. it, it, I think the reason I'm liking ghost rider more than spirit of vengeance is that my expectations were inverse of that. Like sure. I was expecting ghost rider to be an absolutely miserable film and I was expecting ghost rider spirit of vengeance to be, you know, this looks pretty decent. And so when I I saw them, they kind of evened out, and due to my yeah. expectations, kind of skewed the other way. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Cool. Um, yeah. I when, earlier when we were talking that Punisher was the favorite, the one I had in mind was Ghost Rider, but talking about it, I really can't say that. Um, and and the reason I was gonna say that was because. Punisher's the the tone of Punisher is just so down. Like after watching that, you just you just want to go cry yourself to sleep and take a nap. Yeah. Like Ghost Rider, at least after watching it, you're, you're like, okay, I can you know go out and do something with my life now. <laughs> it, it, that's the main reason I <laughs> said that. You you can go out and make a better Ghost Rider movie. Exactly. It could be your yeah. With like thirty bucks. Um, <laughs> yeah so uh, Punisher is clearly the the top as far as quality in my mind um, a Ghost Rider might win out in a what should I watch right now I think yeah. that's the best way to sum that up though I will say the second Ghost Rider what a pussy devil that movie has right the weakest devil in the world what what is he like he's terrible good god he's like not scary at all not threatening at all he's like, like am i wrong it, it just seemed like he was he was completely consequential yeah no he's he just 
I don't know the words to describe he's a crappy it. Crappy devil. Yeah, like that. It, it feels like he's um, in a cartoon. Yep, that's a good way of putting it. Like, and not like as the evil devil. He. It feels like he's in a cartoon that's you know a comedic devil. And yeah. That's that's the problem. Yeah. The devil at the end of the Ghost Rider movie should not be waving his fist going, I'll get you, Ghost Rider. Like, he's the devil. <laughs> he's literally the most powerful evil being in the universe. Mm-hmm. I did like Irdis' elbow's uh, performance, yes. though. Oh, yeah. I did like him a lot. I, I like him as an actor a lot. I mean, he's that, the best thing about that, that hardly ever needs to be said. Um, he's great, yeah. He, there's been talks slash rumors of him being in the running as the next James Bond and I would totally yeah. be okay with that. So I would I, be okay with that too. I'd actually I'd like to see him as Black Panther. That would also be good. You know, um I like him uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No you're good. Go. I was no I was just gonna say he's clearly having a blast in this. He clearly got <laughs> to this movie and was like, you know what, fuck it. And was just decided to have the best time of his life. That or yeah, he's but, actually uh, a far better actor than any of us thought. Any of us, yeah. Or he was really drinking that wine that whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I, I love him. I, I I'm excited to see him in a uh, Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, dude, that movie looks awesome. And Thor too, because he's high yes. even though he's not gonna have a big role. I I like Thor. I loved him in Thor. <laughs> I yeah. loved him himself in Thor. He's so good. Yeah. Like, like once you knew once he was frozen in that ice, he was gonna raise all hell once he broke loose. He was a beast. <laughs> that, he was a beast in that movie. He, he gave so much character. He to me, he just made like he he so well formed a character that barely had any development just by mm -hmm. his delivery. Like that's yeah. how good Ibrisalva is. All right, Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone. We've kind War of gone Zone. back. Let's point out first that Spirit of Vengeance came out in 2012. Whereas Warzone came out in 08. So we've kind of yes. jumped a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, conversation-wise, it just made sense. It made sense, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, don't even know, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Let's start with Jigsaw. Why not? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> just go for the big guns right after that. The big guns. I hated blast. his accent. It, it, oh, did, yeah. it did not do it for me. It's, it's clearly supposed to be a cordy fake accent. Yeah, that's, I what, mean, I was, that's just, what I was figuring. And, and, I, yeah. and I mean, it's just it was. I watched it today. I finished watching it today. I was just like, ah. And I mean, and the, when it first started, I was like, "You're British. You don't do that accent, you know." It's just, and then I mean, once the movie got going, I was like, "Okay, I can deal with it." But at, just at first, I was just like, "Ah, why?" <laughs> Yeah, as much as the first one was a generic revenge thriller, this one was like, uh, we need to make a Punisher movie. We need to make a Punisher comic into a movie. Yep. And yeah. throw as much as we can from the comics into this movie. Hence yeah. Jigsaw. And if they had done something that looked, you know, half as good as uh, Two-Face in Dark Knight with his face, like... This movie would have been a lot better, I think. Just that alone. Well, yeah, that it's and clearly cartoonish. Not yeah, Ray it was, Stevenson. It was a beautifully bad film. It was beautifully shot and it looked great, but it was just 
a beautifully bad film. I would say that this is the best made movie of the of the of the four in terms of like production, like in terms well in terms of vision. Really, I think that this movie achieved what it wanted to set out the most. Like I feel in in that in that point, I think that it's probably the least flawed of the four. I just prefer the original Punisher because I think the story is much more relevant. But I would say that this one, I mean, it, it achieves the tone it's going for. And the, the, it tells the story it wants to tell, and it tells it well. It's yeah. just that the story itself, to me, is nothing, you know, just, it's it's nothing. It's, like you said, it's very much a comic book issue of Punisher. If you're a Punisher fan, I would imagine you would like this movie a lot. If you're a guy who just wants to see Punisher on, t- on the screen and that's it, I can imagine that this will do it for you. Yeah. I mean... When I was watching it, because I, I, I saw it a couple years ago, and then I rewatched it to finish it today, it reminded me a lot of Dread and mm-hmm. The Raid Redemption. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Yep. There's no. kind of the scaling of way better, though. Oh, Dread yeah. by – oh, my God. I don't, we're not even going to start on Dread. We need to do a Dread one or something. I don't – great movie. But, I prefer um, Raid, but I love Dread also. Yeah. Um, I'm the same I mean, there. I, it kind of, but did you get that kind of feel? Like after rewatching it again, you kind of felt like it was those types of movies. Kinda, not like really, a, not, not really. Just because of, I can see where you're coming from, but the reason that I wouldn't is just because location is such a big part of those movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, a, bi- a big thing about it is it, it it takes place centrally in one location, and it's very. Both of those movies are extremely well structured yes. in, in terms of of pacing. And like, you, I, I tend to love any movie where they have one environment and then they just they just look at this environment in thirty different ways. Is it me? It shows to me that these writers are really the one that puts you as an audience truly in the environment and in the story a lot more. And two, it just makes it feels more inventive because you really have to kind of write yourself out of a corner. Yeah. So I, I see where you're coming from in certain aspects. Totally, like, like, like the end of, like the towards the end of the movie. That's what I felt like when I was yeah. watching. It. Like the I could see that. Final scene. Yeah, yeah. And With the different gangs and they're all there and yeah. yeah. This movie, I, I, I will say, has one of my. This is such a small thing, but it caught my eye when I was watching it. Has one of my favorite action beats of any movie I've seen. It's not even a beat. Well, yeah, I guess it is. At one point. I don't even remember what the context is. It doesn't matter. It's near the end. It's near the last fight. They're like when they're in the hotel and the Punisher throws a grenade and rolls it. And this guy is standing behind the door and he looks down and sees the grenade. And his reaction is like he just stepped on gum on his shoe. Like it, like it's the best reaction I've ever seen to a grenade. Like most reactions are, are either that of horror or general genuine surprise. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a grenade reaction different from that. But this guy looks down, sees a grenade, and literally just, like, shakes his head like he had just, like, he just got a car ticket. Like, he's like, well, dang. Yeah, to me it was like, oh, shit, not again. Right. It was great. Oh, my God, I love that. That that little point was the best thing about that movie to me, that they they did that. I don't know why it stuck in my head. Um, and, uh, again, this is a who's who of actors from television in this movie. You mm-hmm. got Dominic West as Jigsaw from The Wire and The Hour. You got his brother, who was uh, Horace Goodspeed on Lost from the fifth season of Lost, the leader of the Dharma Initiative. He is awesome in this movie. I love him in this movie. 
as much as the movie I'm not a fan of, I thought his performance was great. Again, it fits the bat the batshit craziness of the movie. Yep. You got Julie Benz as the mother who's from Dexter, and you got Ray Ant-Man. Stevenson who's from Rome. All these sort of lesser known actors coming together for this movie. All good actors, I would say generally. And Colin Salmon, who is now on Arrow. Seven. And uh, of course, uh, Newman. Yeah. Don't forget about Newman. Micro. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, it, again, not overwhelmingly bad, just doesn't do anything right, per se. I will, I will point out that there, there is apparently based, sorry, based on Wikipedia, there's a cult following for this for this one. As really? opposed to any of the other movies we've talked about. And uh, Pat Oswalt apparently loves this movie. He wrote a little uh, thing about it where he said that this was the best time he had in a movie theater last year. And he's obsessed with it. Like, he, he absolutely loves this movie. So I will point that out for anyone who's willing to catch up. This one has been thumbs up by him. Pat <laughs> Oswalt. I love Pat Oswalt. Yeah. Uh, him, that whole thing, Parks and Rec. I don't know if you guys ever saw that was it. Classic. Oh, yeah. That was glorious. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. All I'm pretty sure. I'm. Not, I'm pretty sure though. All of these movies, all four of them, have around a 27 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that sounds about right. They all rate like go right around 27. So pretty abysmal for all of them. Like really bad. Did you feel like the 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 gore was a little over the top though with Warzone? Of course it was. I, I mean, I, I felt like it could have done without some of it, you know, and still been a better movie. But some of it, I was just like, I mean, I understand the Punisher; he is a killer. But some of the stuff, I was just like, why? Like, I kind of cringed when um, when Looney Ben Jim chopped that guy in uh, uh, the Hispanic guy the the gangster down in the sewer, I was like, uh, you know, I could have done without that, you know, but I guess it, what it did was show how nuts and crazy and sadistic the guy was to the character. Yeah. yeah but this is, this is the difference between a movie like this and a movie like the original Punisher is that the violence in this, no matter how violent it is, didn't get to me at all. I never thought any of it, if it was ever disgusting or disturbing, it was in a way of like you going, Ooh, like not in a genuinely disturbing way because the tone to me is so over the top that no matter, even when fucking Frank Castle punches a guy through the face, remember that part? <laughs> yeah. He punches him and it goes through his head cavity. It's like, it doesn't do anything for me. Like from an emotional standpoint, it's very much like, Ooh, icky. Whoa. How violent <laughs> as opposed to genuinely like, Oh, that's violent as a, you know, so I it didn't bother that didn't bother me to me. That fit with the tone of the, what the movie was going for. Maybe I'm just a pussy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, suck it up. <laughs> no, I mean I can I can take some like violence, but I what I what, the way I felt is like it was a Punisher and he was a comic book. He was a, he's a he's a hero, but he's an anti-hero. You wouldn't think that he would like go that far, you know? But I guess that's what I, that's what it did. What I'm what I'm trying to say, you yeah. know. The difference between this movie and and the original Punisher is the original Punisher was made for everybody. This movie was made clearly for gore fans or Punisher fans. So then yeah. when you so you're like, I want to see Frank Castle cut people's heads off, and you get to see that. Yeah. 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 That's 
a good way to sum that up. So <laughs> we did it. We did it. Finally. Should we, should we write them or we, that's pretty yeah, much. You want to do an order? Well, one more order. note on Punisher Warzone. Um, the reason this reminded me of dread was cause Ray Stevenson had this very same, uh, grumpy cat expression on the entire movie that <laughs> yeah, uh, he did. Carl Dredd Urban. had yeah carl urban had yeah. in dread yeah that's true I, yeah pretty much grumpy cat i like that yeah the frown thing. It, it looks like grumpy cat <laughs> it does it, it, to, it totally does it, yeah he's right except for you got you got to see ray stevenson's face so carl urban. but, but yeah, honestly in, in dread i like that i like not be able to see him right oh yeah it works in dread it didn't it work for me on Punisher Warzone. No. Yeah, because to Dread, while it was really violent, I also felt fairly... It, it was still fairly straightforward. It was not, look at this, look at this, like this is. It was mm -hmm. beautifully done. I loved it. Yeah. It's honestly yeah, one of great. my favorite movies. And I cannot wait for the sequel. Whenever that may be. Yeah. Oh. And we'll talk about it at that time, I'm sure. You know, if not I, before. I will point out one last thing just just to, to reference it. Uh, go, uh, Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider, was written by, story by David Goyer, mm. who uh, co-wrote the Batman trilogy and just did Man of Steel. So, you know, ponder that for a moment. And uh, Not your best work. Yeah, he did, well, he's very hit and miss. Well, the story is pretty watch. solid, I think. Yeah. I, I disagree with that. Not, I, no, okay. I like the story. It, it, I hey, I liked it. Saying that you're you're given this opportunity because he's been living with this thing for eight years. He wants to finally get rid of it. He does this one thing. You know, I like that. The, yeah, but there's a, there's a difference between story and story. If 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 the story that he contributed was if they had David Goyer, do you have an idea? And his idea was like, yeah, how about there's a kid who's going to be the new spawn of Satan. And uh, Nicholas Cage tries to remove his powers, and he like learns good. Like that's good, but the actual story beats in the movie aren't. So it depends really how much inv influence he had. I think. Yeah, that, that's, probably, I think he probably could have just been like, "Here's a plot, go with it." It could have been a two sentence thing. Yes, then I'm gonna give him credit. But if he actually was involved in the direct story from like beat to beat, no, I don't think that's good. But uh, I will say that he did it. He co-wrote it. He did the story, and then Scott Gimble co-wrote it who is now showrunner of walking dead nice you've been promoted up to showrunner sure. after all that michigas yeah i'm excited about that coming back too gosh so many great things <laughs> it's gonna be a good so, fall that's for sure it's gonna be great got all arrow right. yeah let's let's uh throw a rating on these um i'll go first uh, as far as quality goes, I'm going to have to go with uh, worst to best, Warzone, Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider, then Punisher. Um, my worst to best would probably be Warzone, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, then the Punisher. Mine would probably be Ghost Rider... Spirit of Vengeance, Warzone, Punisher. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Mm. Again, these are very slight differences. Right. Yeah. 
I, I would say that the Punisher is clearing away my favorite, but again, very slight. And when I said cleared away again, I said like B minus. So this is very low it's ball. Not, it's not saying much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, like the range of these would be like four to six out of ten. Like right. Yeah. It's there's like, yeah, not from much like, difference. From like, yeah, from like really, really bad to pretty good. That's about it. Yeah. So what? cool. Um, that's enough of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Thank the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so no, uh, let's get to some, uh, um, um, what are the words? Recommendations. What are you guys watching, playing, reading? Let's go with a movie recommendation first. Movie or TV. Uh, Andrew. Uh, I just saw Monsters U last night. Nice. Uh, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. I, I honestly think it was it was very good. Uh, again, still, uh, every, I would still put it in the Cars 2 Brave section of not essential works of Pixar, but this is, to me, clearly the best of those three and is getting the closest back to Pixar's general repertoire. Like, I'd probably put it around, around the same quality as the original Cars. It would probably depend on what day it is, which one I like more. But I'd probably go with Cars is slightly better. But again, very I really enjoy. I would definitely suggest seeing Monsters. Here. Oh yeah, it's it's very much a fun ride. It's it's very yeah, it's very well done, and it's it you know surprisingly sentimental. This I think from a lot of people watching the trailers, they would think like, oh, it's just a romp of them and Kyle. Yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had, but it does have a th- story through a lot. Mm-hmm. It does have a story that's important and that is. Heartfelt, like great Pixar stories are. And I will, I mean, without spoiling anything, I'd read this in a review before I'd seen it. So I was even more impressed to watch it and see it play out. But it takes, I'm not going to say a lot, but I will say that it takes a very bold stance, I think, as a children's movie, in saying that sometimes you don't always succeed in your dreams. Yes, it does. And And I think that's a very, I mean, that's a pretty ballsy thing to do in a movie, in any movie, much less a kid's movie. And so I was kind of very taken aback by how emotional and how well done that whole part of it was. They really hit that beat hard. Like, and it works. It's emotional. It, I mean, and it also, re- but it, it's not negative. It reconciles it. But it does so in a very, very adult way. So I'm definitely, big kudos for that movie for, for, for making that, taking that chance and going with that. Because I mean, there's a there's a twist near the end of it. I won't get into much, but there's a point in the end where you clearly could have ended this differently. You know what I'm talking about, Daniel? Oh yeah, easily. Where, where something happens, and you really, as a moviegoer, for what you normally expect from movies, you'd be like, okay, this is how it's ending because everyone succeeded and got what they wanted, and then the rug is pulled from you, and it's really well done how it does that. It's it, so by the end of it, you get uh, you definitely get success, but it's a, it's a qualified success, which is in life, you know, sometimes that's what you get. It's just, you know, you have to find the perfection in, in whatever you get. Yep. Sorry to analyze it too much. It's very good. I was really impressed by it. Very, very good. Worth a watch. You should go watch it right Yeah. after you finish this episode, which yeah. will be shortly. Uh, Tyler, what do you got? Well, I've seen a... Honestly, I've seen more movies in the past two weeks than I've probably seen in the last three months. 
but I'm, I'm I've seen World War Z, Fast Five, Man of Steel. Um, do you mean Furious I, Six? Furious Six. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? Five Fast Five. Yeah. Gosh. I I love that they don't know what to call it. <laughs> You, yeah, well, well, the last one was Fast Five, so this one has to be Furious Six. No, but here's the thing. I'm gonna say this really quick, so you can get back to your point. It's in in the trades and in in like Fandango, it's Fast and Furious Six. Mm-hmm. But when you see the movie, it says there is no title card for that. The title card says Furious Six. It is not yeah. called that anywhere else yeah. ever, except in the, even the stars don't call it that. So what the hell's going on? Sorry, go. I just forget. <laughs> no, I <Back> agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've seen. I've just seen a bunch of movies, and I saw this is the end a couple of days ago. But honestly, I loved them all. Uh, probably one I'll probably talk about is World War Z. Um, that was I loved it. Honestly, um, I never read the book, but I heard the book is fantastic as well. But I also heard that it's really not having a lot to do with the book itself. But I think the storyline in the way it, they did it, I thought it was great because it was a zombie movie, but it was that zombie movie for everyone. You know, it was kind of, you could go and watch it and have a good time and you still could be frightened by what was going on, which zombie films tend to do, you know, kind of like that warm zombie, uh, warm bodies movie, that same type that you still, it's kind of fun to watch, but still have that, uh, scare but i i thought brad pitt did a fantastic job in it um i thought it was well done some of the cg was a little iffy at at times but i think the story plot itself was very realistic on what could really happen 10 compared to other zombie films that i've seen but and i've also been watching fringe i love fringe nice i can't i cannot get enough of fringe and i have been listening to the fringe podcast actually Every uh, when I'm at work, I I put them on after all the episodes I watch, and it's phenomenal. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I want to do a fringe episode or a couple episodes at some point in the future. I'm I'm down. I'm on. I'm in season two right now. So okay. So, so you're about to get where it to where it really changes directions. Yeah the the last ep- I'm on the uh, when Walter's uh, telling a story to Ella. Of when Peter disappeared, so I'm on. I'm not right. a detective. You're right I'm at the end there. Okay. My recommendation for movie mirrors my other recommendation in that I recently read Stardust and then watched the movie. Uh, Stardust is not quite a graphic novel. It's it's a in the shape of a graphic novel. It's the same like size as a graphic novel, but it's a it's a narrative book that has a bunch of beautiful pictures drawn to it is uh, it neil gaiman yeah neil gaiman yeah master of writing and it, it's just it's it's an adult fairy tale um the movie is very much i think uh after watching it this time i realized that it, it's very close to a modern um well more modern version uh, more modern feel type movie of uh the princess bride yep and it's just a very good adult fairy tale if you haven't seen it go watch it if you've seen it but not read it you should go find it and read it because it's there are differences but they're um mostly 
oh, this probably wouldn't work in a film setting. Or, hey, this would be very awesome in a film setting. So that they all, all the changes are make a lot of sense and actually improve the movie. So, yeah. Stardust, do it. Now, who's in that film again? A bunch of, like... Because um, Robert, Robert De Niro's in that Robert one, right? Robert De Niro's in it, in one of his yes, best roles <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, it's a lot of people that are, like, you know and recognize, but don't really know them by name, per se. Yeah. The, Talk about beautiful women in oh, that movie. Yeah, Good yeah, God. absolutely. I mean, Jesus. there's Michelle Pfeiffer. Henry Cavill's actually in it. Superman. Yeah. If you like blondes, that movie is just like, <laughs> as I do, that movie is... I, I've only seen it once, but I remember loving it when I saw it. it I is, saw it in theaters. It is fantastic. And I remember thinking it was really great. Like, why is nobody talking about this great? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's worth a revisit for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear that. It stands up. That's good. Yeah. All right, you guys have other recommendations? Book or video game or CD or whatever? Um, if you guys have an iPhone, I downloaded the uh, Lego Batman DC Heroes for 99 cents. I don't know if it's still 99 cents, but it's fantastic on the iPhone. Nice. One, probably one of the best iPhone games I've played. Um. That's really, it's really great. 99 cents, you really can't go wrong. It's, I think it's pretty much, the, I haven't, I've only gotten to certain levels, but I'm pretty sure it's like the whole console version game on the iPhone. So, can't go wrong with that one. Uh, this isn't really, this is a weird, I don't know how to qualify this, but, you know, you got some free time, you're on the computer, you got nothing to do. Go go on YouTube and look up old Late Night with Conan O'Brien clips. That's what I've been doing <laughs> with a lot of my free time, chilling last couple of days. I was a I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan. Less now, just because I think his show is not nearly what it used to be in terms of when it was late night. But dear God, if you're a comedy fan, that show was just the the king. And like to go back and look at the various clips of that is really fantastic. So again, you got time to kill. Go back and revisit some of that on YouTube. All right, fair enough. Um, we did have some feedback from last time. Ooh, ooh, yeah, from from T Crouch seven on iTunes left us a review. Oh, I wonder who that could be. Hey, who's uh, that guy? It's it's love listening and participating. Oh, and by the way, dot 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 Howard dot the dot duck. <laughs> do we take that does that count i don't know that, that that's count? what i'm that's what i'm putting forward i i mean it, we have you have it has to but he's on the show like you said it earlier he's officially not part of it yet hey no but you are now <laughs> right he is now. I, I suppose he is at now. the time he he wasn't as much i don't know it, it just it Really, what, what we want. need is somebody else to mention it, because then it's gonna be for sure, instead of us having to decide. Here's here's what I want in my dream world of what happens. 
all five of us do one. <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> no, I'm talking like one hour straight. Howard the Duck. Just analyzing the shit out of it. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, we will we'll do Howard the Duck it. at some point, I'm sure. But it'll jump to the top of the list if if we get more feedback about it. Okay. Fair so enough. don't be shy. Leave let's, comments. Yeah, let's let's leave it at that. Uh, if you want to leave comments, please do so. You could do that over on iTunes. Leave us a review, rate and review us there. Uh, that helps us get more uh, subscribers and listeners, which is always good. You can also find our uh, webpage at thecinemasters.blogspot.com or you could shoot us an email at thecinemasters at gmail.com check out our other podcasts by going to links on our blogspot page or the can visit our homepage at almppodcasts.blogspot.com uh, yeah so spread the word Howard the Duck always Howard the Duck and quack, quack. yeah, until next next time we're doing uh Sofia Coppola movies. Oh, and then we're back with our marvelous summer uh discussing the Blade trilogy and Hulk. I I am ready to go to freaking war next week. It, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. <laughs> for sure. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a rough episode, I imagine. Just reigning in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but until then, I am Daniel James. I'm Andrew Miller. And I'm Tyler Crouch. And that, my friends, was a podcast. I like it. I know. It's great, right? Another. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye. Bye. 1937. To keep the increasingly threatening Third Reich from achieving a supernatural doomsday weapon, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt secretly turns to soldier of fortune, adventurer, and World War I hero, Ace Kilroy. Ace Kilroy is a serialized webcomic that launched on Halloween night, 2011. The co-creation of writer Rob Kelly and artist Dan O'Connor. It was nominated for a 2012 Eagle Award for Favorite Webcomic, and Kelly won a 2012 Philadelphia Geek Award for Comic Book Writer of the Year. Ace Kilroy features... Adventure, horror, mystery, political intrigue, and romance. Join the fight against evil. Visit acekilroy.com. Bob! We come from the net. Blogs, websites, podcasts, to this place. The The Mainframe Chronicle. Our format, podcasters. To analyze and discuss to discuss the shows we love. Their strengths and flaws. We discuss them until our jobs ache. Software pirates. This is bad. This is very bad. Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only he didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. So many moods, so little time.
careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains, now do I? No, sir, not our brains. Absolutely not. The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas. Over. This is going to take millions and millions of nanoseconds. This might even take one whole second. They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to the podcast. No one knows for sure. But we, we intend, intend to find, find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. Join us as we explore the world of Mainframe and the adventures of Bob, Dot, and Enzo in the Mainframe Chronicle podcast. You can find us at mainframechronicle.blogspot.com, on Twitter at mfchronicle, or on Facebook and iTunes by searching Mainframe Chronicle Podcast. The Emerald Archer, the Battling Bowman, Ali, whatever name you know him by, he is best known as Oliver Queen, the billionaire playboy who was stranded on an island for five years, forcing him to become the Arrow. Join us as we follow his journey to clean up the mess his father helped create in Starling City. I am Daniel James. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Laurel Murs. And I'm Rudy Schubach. And you should check out Rogue Arrow Podcast, where we talk about the CW show Arrow. You can find us at roguearrow.blogspot.com or by searching iTunes or Facebook for Rogue Arrow Podcast. <laughs>